constitutional answers. We'll be answering your constitutional questions live, so get ready to call in now. Are you a prosecutor, law enforcement officer, or local government employee? Want to make sure you are executing the laws in a constitutional manner? Are you a city council member, township board member, or state legislator? Want to ensure the laws you pass are constitutional? Perhaps you're a citizen who wants to know the proper limits on government and the protections for your God-given liberties. Regardless of your role, call me, Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry, with your constitutional questions during our live call-in show now at the phone number listed on the screen. And remember, together we can restore freedom. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hello, everyone. Um, I guess good morning or good afternoon, depending on what part of the country or, I suppose, world you're watching us from. Uh, I, if you're new to me, I am constitutional attorney Catherine Henry, and this is our Restore Freedom with Catherine Henry uh, channel, where we explore all topics, constitution and the law, and holding the government in check. So uh, with that being said, I invite you to call in. The call-in number today is uh, 616-303-0093. And um, I, like I said, it's all things Constitution. When we first uh, tried out these call-in shows, it was only based on uh, some recent topics that I had been posting about and doing some short videos about. But uh, I want to know what works for you guys. What, what topics do you have questions on? We've had some great calls from people running for sheriff, running for mayor, running for... Um, all kinds of things, people who are just residents in small towns uh, who are, you know, trying to protect their, their homestead, their small piece of heaven on earth, and, um, and trying to stop the government from uh, using completely illegal and unconstitutional mechanisms for essentially taking their land away from them. Uh, we've had people call from uh, the West Coast, the East Coast, and most of the states in between now at this point. And so I'm going to invite you to go ahead and call now. I don't think we've had anybody call yet from out of the country, but certainly, uh, at least on our YouTube channel, we've had people commenting uh, from, I think the most recent one was Italy. And, uh, but we've had people from Germany and the UK and, uh, Spain and, and all over in different places. So anyway, so welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us today. And, uh, looks like some of our technological issues have been, um, fixed, I guess, uh, for whatever reason, we recently going, uh, streaming through the streaming software, uh, OBS. Um, it's been creating two live streams, um, and, 
there's nothing I could do to stop the second live stream because I don't know what's creating both simultaneously. In fact, I didn't even know you could do two simultaneously on YouTube on the same channel. Uh, but anyway, so the last few, that's what's happened. And Lori's confirming for me that today, yay, we only have one YouTube live stream. So your comments should all be in one place today and um, it shouldn't, you know, create any uh, solve any problems that would have been created by having multiple streams if you're following one and not the other or what have you. So um, so go ahead, give us a call today. Um, it is, that number is 616-303-0093. Um, and uh, in the meantime, I wanted to give you guys an update. I think I had started perhaps to give an update on the Orba Beach case and the um, Allegan case a few times, but what we had some really great calls call in and um, uh, I wanted to be able to address their situations and answer their questions and then I don't think I ever got back to giving you the updates. So um, uh, let's see. Um, so anyway, in the meantime, I was just watching the comments to make sure there wasn't a question I needed to uh, address or answer there. But at any rate, in our Ormond Beach case, that is where the city literally thinks they have the right to come onto our property. And hello to those of you joining us on YouTube. Um, they think they have the right to come onto our property, physically rip out our pavers, our privacy fence, and we have two shipping containers, two small shipping containers in our backyard that are painted the same color as the fence. And you actually can't really notice that they're even there. I bet if you drove down our street without knowing which house was ours and you're just, or out for a walk, uh, you would have no clue that there were shipping containers here. And it's only a quarter acre parcel, so it's not like it's a huge parcel, but you still can't even tell that they're there. So at any rate, and, and our shipping containers, most of the neighbors will tell you, uh, our shipping containers and our fence uh, are in much better shape than a lot of the other houses in the neighborhood, let alone sheds and things like that. So anyway, um, the city thinks that they can come in and, and tear all those things physically out of our property. Um, and it's not for uh, any permissible eminent domain purpose. And they haven't compensated us. And um, so they are violating, through the course of this, they have violated the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Eighth Amendment, um, quite a few other things, the Fourteenth the Amendment. Uh, and so it's been uh, interesting. Hello to Ron joining us on YouTube. Um, it's been interesting to say the least. And so our case is still pending in the first round of appeals, which is uh, the way it works in both in Michigan and um, in Florida, but this case is in Florida. Um, the uh, first round of appeals, if you have a magistrate level type situation or uh, in Michigan might be a district court situation, uh, your first round of appeal is up to the circuit court. And so the circuit court is generally a trial court as well, but it also handles certain smaller level appeals. So that is where it's at right now. It's in the Volusia County Circuit Court and we're waiting for an answer. We had oral argument January 4th of this year. Uh, the issue over this property with the city began in September of 2022. So this case has been pending quite a long time. What is this doing? It's, it's doing it's ringing, but I can't see who's calling and I have no button to answer the phone. That's special. 
hopefully it'll t show me in just a second here who is calling and uh, pop up a phone number and I'll be able to call them back. We just tested it out again right before the show, like literally two minutes before the show. Lori and I tested it out and she was able to call in and it worked just fine. I was able to see that it was calling. I was able to answer it and everything was fine. I have no idea. I have no idea who called. It's not showing me anything, so that's fabulous. Um, and <laughs> anyway, apparently all kinds of things aren't working because my phone uh, is also supposed to be on silent during our show, and uh, apparently I'm getting text messages now <laughs> that should not be coming through. So, oh, there's the phone number. All right, so. Somebody did try calling, looks like from a Michigan phone number. We're going to call them back. Um, the only thing I'm going to say is that I want you guys to um, to um, just keep praying for our situation of this house. Uh, we've had neighbors, um, most neighbors around here come up to us, like they come out of their way to tell us they appreciate how we're beautifying our property, making our home a better place. A lot of these houses are not in the best shape. They're built in 1949. These are beach homes and very tiny. A lot of them are rentals, but people that own and people that rent have all come out of their way to come and tell us what a beautiful job we're doing in making our home beautiful and making it sustainable for hurricanes and some of the windy weather we get at times. Um, that's crazy windy. Um, but, and it's, you know, you gotta be prepared for drought in Florida, things like that. You know, you have to have extensive irrigation if you want anything to grow, um, or they encourage under Florida state law, they encourage, um, Florida friendly landscaping, such as what we have here. So anyway, there's a lot of issues going on that I want to be an encouragement to my neighbors. I want to be an encouragement to those around me to beautify their own properties, um, I want to, um, show my neighbors what it's like to stand up and fight for freedom in the face of tyranny or ignorance or just downright evil, um, in dealing with the government. And I, I want to be that light for those around me here and also be a good example to those, uh, the rest of you all around the country. And I'm going to be honest, it gets hard to fight that good fight when it's like one loss after another after another where judges and lawyers and government officials just say, I don't care what the law actually says, we're just not going to follow through on it. So, um, Direct D, uh, Direct D says I'm horrible at responding to emails. Um, yes, um, I, yes. And I've recently had 10,000 new emails that had to come into my inbox because someone that was handling that was not able to handle that. Some emails that I thought I've been taking care of for the last three or four years had not been. And I'm doing my best to get caught up on literally, I kid you not, over 10,000 emails just got added to my uh, email uh, inbox. And so I'm doing my best. And uh, I know you're talking about an email that you sent me months ago. And I just want to ask you to keep in mind, I lost three loved ones in the last 12 months, plus my dog that I had for over 10 years. So I've lost um, a sister-in-law. I lost my aunt to cancer. I lost my best friend to cancer. I'm now raising her 15-year-old, which has been a whole nother uh, set of things going on. Um, and I had my mom diagnosed with cancer in the last 12 months. My stepmom diagnosed with cancer in the last 12 months. My grandma diagnosed with cancer. 
that would have been 12, 13 months ago now, but it's a lot of stuff all recently, very recently. And um, then you add the, the issues we're having with the city and going to court and doing all this stuff. And that anyway, um, I got a lot on my plate and I'm extremely overwhelmed. I would love to have people that want to step up and volunteer and help me with stuff like getting together these, um, doing all the behind the scenes work on the logistics to get these shows going or, you know, helping me respond to general inquiries for information about the constitution or whatever. Love to have help. But in the meantime, I promise you I'm doing my best. I'm not ignoring you. Absolutely not ignoring you. Um, just extremely overwhelmed. But, um, right now let's take a call or try to call back the person, um, who tried to call us a moment ago. And we'll see if this works. <sighs> Hello. Hello. Did you just try to call me? I did. Um, I, I pretty much need advice, but I'm not really sure where to where to begin um because there's uh, it's been so many different things that have happened that um it started out with an ex parte order which was an illegal order but then consequences from there um have snowballed and is this in um yeah allegan county oh allegan <laughs> county they followed the laws so well there <laughs> Yeah, as, like the expert order was in violation of literally the entire statute, the entire um, Child Custody Act, and then all of the court rules. And then um, they enforced that immediately. And then I got parental kidnapping um, because a Michigan State police officer served me the papers. Um, well, it, it says order, but... He, you should see the order. <laughs> so what, um, the whole situation is a custody situation in Michigan. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's how it initially started. But then now it's turned, um, now I was convicted of, um, I'm a convicted felon now because I was doing laundry at home with my kids. So that's what I was doing. And I didn't kick my kids out when the officer um, gave me the paper and, said that the kids had to leave. But there was like, there was no um, reason for the order. There never has been a reason for the order as of today. I mean, this happened December um, 29th, 2021. And they just kept adjourning the trial and because they didn't even have really a case. But then I ended up being convicted because then I wasn't able to um, raise any of my defenses. It was just a why even have a trial you know that's what i feel like but so which judge was it um i had like three different judges um it was kangas and then there was a substitute and then who actually did the trial was um aunt kobiak and when you said you weren't allowed to raise any of your defenses you mean any um like they stopped so did you have a jury trial or was it a bench trial jury trial okay so before the jury trial 
or at least outside of where the jury could hear. You had tried to raise certain defenses and um, it they stopped you from raising those legal or factual defenses during your trial? Yes. That happened to me in Allegan County as well. Okay. I wasn't allowed to raise any defense. And did you and have I had a, What's that? Did you have an attorney? Yeah. And the attorney was court appointed by them. So it was, it felt like, um, she was more on their side. I mean, they even kept doing like the sidebar thing and I didn't even know what was going on. It was, it was really frustrating. Just being appointed by the court, um, doesn't mean that they're on the other side. Uh, but there's a lot of defense attorneys, whether they're public defenders or private counsel, that just kind of sell their clients out. In fact, when I was a very brand new attorney many years ago in Minnesota, it was a custody case, actually, that I remember um, my boss said to me, I mean, I was 23 years old at the time, but I was a mom and I understood custody. And um, I um, watched as my we we're in court. And then my boss said to me, you know, he says to the client, well, yeah, we're not going to do this, this and that. And then he goes into the other room and has this conference with the other attorney. And then he basically comes up with this agreement that they're going to do this, this and that. What he just told the client that he wouldn't do. And he was selling her under the, you know, throwing her under the bus, basically. And uh, I was so disgusted at how he acted in that scenario um, I decided that, you know, being a brand new attorney as a single mom with um, a kid to take care of and feed and put a roof over his head, that I was still better off not, you know, I was better off on my own than working for an attorney that was a slime ball like that. And that's what I did. I left. Um, so, but he's not, he's not by any stretch of the imagination, um, you know, a rarity. That is a commonplace thing for um, for attorneys to not truly fight for the interests of their clients. But, um, when did the final trial end up happening? When was the conviction? Um, September or no, um, it was November 7th. And then, um, so now this is the thing now. So then I was sentenced December 4th and then I had 42 days to appeal as of right. But then I um, requested the transcripts and everything and I haven't been able to get them. So then um, I wasn't able to do my claim. So now I'm trying to do, I do a motion to. Well, did you file your notice of appeal? Um. With that, with the court of appeals, no. So you have to file that notice of appeal. Um, typically, in most states, um, and I, I'm going to be honest, I was not expecting an appeals question, so I, I, I'm not a hundred percent certain I'm saying this accurately for either state. But I, I've done um, videos specifically about the appeals process and the difference between appeal by right and appeal by leave. Um, and specifically to Michigan and Florida, but giving people at least an idea to look if you live in another state. Um, but typically there's some sort of notice um, of appeal that you have to file that starts the whole thing. That's So generally it's not the initial brief that you need to start the whole case, at least if it's an appeal by right. 
um, it's generally like a one or two page piece, you know, pieces of paper that you file to start the entire thing. And um, at least, you know, in Michigan, and I was appealing from, because I appealed to the circuit court in Allegan, and then I appealed to the Michigan Court of Appeals from that decision, because uh, no one in Allegan wanted to follow the law or the constitution. Uh, so um, yeah. it, what was important was that, you know, trying to meet those deadlines, but again, um, and I didn't have an appeal by right at that point, my appeal at that level was appeal um, by leave. So I had more initial paperwork I had to do, but just for future reference, if you find yourself in a situation where you have an appeal by right, you request the transcripts and different states request, you know, the request is done in different formats or whatever. Um, but you, um, you request the transcripts and if you're not getting them, um, you can get help from the court to get them sometimes with an order or, you know, whatever the case may be. But if they see that you've completed all the steps, it can't just be that somebody else within the court system is stopping you from having that record, um, that then gets your case thrown out. So, um, at any rate, That's at this, where I'm at. but at this point, if you didn't file the notice of appeal, you needed to file that um, at the beginning and just let the court know that, yes, I have uh, requested the transcripts. You don't have to wait to file that until you have the transcripts. Well, I couldn't order the transcripts unless I paid for them. And um, I didn't want an attorney um, to do my appeal because I just... Um, after the whole nightmare that I had before. Well, you don't so, pay for um, all the transcripts up front because they don't, they don't know what the total cost is. Sometimes there's a deposit that has to be paid, but the final amount is paid once they've completed it and they know, okay, well, it ended up being, you know, 112 pages. And so it was, you know, this final cost. Um, the only way around paying the cost of the transcripts is if you um, file a motion uh, with the court to request, like basically inform a pauperous that you don't have the funding to be able to pay for that. And if you were given court appointed counsel, there's a good chance that you would also qualify for um, having the transcript be waived, although that's not guaranteed. Um, but I again, did do that. What? But I did do that. I did a motion and everything and, um, asking for that and it just was never answered so and uh, again the the filing the notice of appeal is not contingent on those other things so it, if you're not filing that notice then it, it's no longer you you've given up the right to have an appeal by right no one's stopping you from filing that notice of appeal that's what i'm getting at so if you have a situation in the future um, another order that comes out of the custody case, for example, that you want to appeal, um, then make sure that you're abiding by the timelines because filing that notice to appeal is what gets that case going and, and really secures your right to continue as an appeal by right. And then if you're stuck waiting to hear from these other people in order to, um, you know, to get the transcripts or whatever, I mean, Shoot, I would file, if the notice of appeal has been filed and you filed that notice or excuse me, that motion for uh, informa pauperis to have your transcripts paid for essentially by the, the, um, the court, um, 
then, and you're not getting an answer because that's something that happened to me uh, on motions in my Allegan County motions that I had filed. Um, what I would do at that point is you wait, you know, reasonable time, but it's before the deadline to getting those transcripts. And then I would file a motion in the court of appeals and lay it out. I did what I was, the court rule says I'm supposed to do this. I did this. Um, I can't afford to pay for the transcript. So I filed this motion. I'm not getting a response. It wasn't denied. I, so I'm not appealing a denial. I'm uh, requesting that this court force the lower court to um, rule on my motion or instead just issue the an order itself that gives me the right to um, get the transcripts without having to pay for it based on my indigent status that was already found by the trial court when they appointed my public defender. Um, there's, you see what I mean? There's still, you're, it's yeah. preserving the record. You're keeping your case alive and you're covering your butt. In the legal system, the biggest thing to remember, whether it's a custody case, criminal case, whatever it is, CYA, you're going to cover your ass because <laughs> you want to show that if somebody else is screwing up, you're jumping through every hoop that they expect you to jump through every way you can. And if somebody on their side is preventing you from doing that, you're showing every single attempt that you are doing to do your part. And it's in the record. If it's not a filing in court, then there is no record. So um, as far as the court of appeals go, uh, they don't know that you have subsequently filed. They, they don't know at all about the case. There is no case because you didn't file a notice of claim. And they certainly don't know that there was a motion that you made about getting the transcripts free of charge, et cetera, et cetera. So there, and there's no request before them to do anything. Now, at this point, it doesn't mean all is for naught. I would still file um, an appeal by leave where you're asking the court to do that. Um, make sure to go to my website and type in appeal by leave. Uh, you'll find all kinds of information. You'll find examples of an, uh, a, a brief for appeal by leave, motions, all kinds of things, uh, real live stuff from my elegant case. If not, I might have other stuff on there as well. Um, but you'll also be able to see, it'll, sh it'll show you the videos that I've done on appeals and the differences, the timelines, uh, the court rules to look at. I went through the Michigan and the Florida court rules for, you know, the different stages of appeals. So, um, I think I ended up doing maybe three or four different videos that kind of handled different aspects of that. So that would be the best way to go to... Okay, but thank you very much. I, I just didn't know, like, it's literally every, every single right of mine, I feel like, has been violated in every literally stage of the way. So it's like, do I just focus on maybe just the conviction now and not worry about how, how they were violated every single way? It's hard because once you give up uh, an argument, the way that the system works is if you think that you have, say, five rights that have been violated, and yet by the time you go to do something about it in court, you raise the issue in court, you only talk about four of them. Then later on down the road, you can't talk about the fifth one usually. And then if later on you file an appeal, but in the appeal, you only raise two or three of those issues, then you've forever lost the right to talk about the other two or three that you've left behind. So it just, it depends on what the issues are. It depends on 
um, what, you know, what all the factors are in now in law school, um, I'll tell you that we're taught to narrow down the issues for appeal and only have like your best one, maybe two issues. Have I ever done that? Nope. Especially when Allegan County decided they were going to trample my rights left and right. I filed a substantive due process appeal that talked about how the case should never have been filed and how the case was wrong from the get-go. And I listed the 47 reasons why it was legally wrong. And then I filed a procedural due process appeal to show how the prosecutors and the judges in the case kept violating my right every step along the way. So, um, I mean, everything from my ADA accommodations that were granted prior and then denied the day of to denying me assistance of counsel. I was denied an attorney in the courtroom to represent me. I was denied having the public present. I was denied to be physically present after that in future hearings. I was denied, I mean, you wouldn't believe, I was, I was told I had no legal right in a, when I was being charged with a criminal um, statute and could potentially be facing jail time. I was told by the judge initially in February of 2021 that I had no legal right to file a motion to dismiss based on legal insufficiencies. What? Yeah, I, I know what? it. It really is mind blowing. You have to be really in there to like, to really believe it. <laughs> yeah, and the other attorney, the attorney that I had with me um, on February 4th, 2021 for the hearing, um, he showed up and when we left, his, his mind was so blown. He's like, had I not physically been there to see it myself, I never would have believed you if you would have told me that happened. And I'm like, I, I know this is insane. This is so at any rate, it's hard to say. I mean, and the things were so egregious and they were continuing. So I was. Raising, and they don't try to hide it. <laughs> they don't. They don't try to hide it. And I raised all of the issues because I had a continuing right to ADA accommodations. I had a continuing right to have the public in my hearings. I had a continuing right to have an attorney, um, whether represent me or be standby counsel at every single stage of my case. I had a continuing right to this, this, you know what I mean? So I raised all the issues because it wasn't just a one-time mistake. They were continuing to violate those rights. So do you narrow down your issues? It depends. If they're one-time issues, if basically you have to look at, especially if they're one-time issues, if there are things that didn't really change the outcome, if it would be an uphill battle to prove they actually changed the outcome of the trial, then I wouldn't bring them up on appeal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress about them. Does it suck? Yes. Is it horrible that they get away with all that ridiculousness? Yes. But if it didn't change the outcome of the entire case, if it's not likely or if it'd be really hard to prove, I wouldn't raise that issue on appeal. But if it's a continuing thing or it's a really good argument, at least, to be able to make that it did impact the final outcome of the trial, then definitely keep those issues uh, when you go forward with your appeal. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And don't wait. I know this is stressful and overwhelming. Even as an attorney, I was completely overwhelmed. I went weeks sometimes with only sleeping four hours a night, and some days I never slept at all. I mean, it was awful. Never left my house for 10 weeks during February, I, I, March 2021. I feel you. 
I have papers everywhere. My house is papers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I 100% understand how overwhelming it is to fight an entire freaking county that's full of a bunch of evil morons. But don't lose hope. Uh, I have lots of resources that you could utilize for free. In fact, with a copy of my briefs, I mean, shoot, just do do your best to like download my briefs and copy and paste. Um, a lot of the stuff at the top is good. The captions are going to start largely the same. You don't even have to retype because it was in Allegan County. Um, but um, yeah, so it, in my case, like I said, was appealed by um, leave once I was going to the Court of Appeals. So that part would be the same for you. So just, you know, look to make sure that any court rules might not have significantly changed since then. But basically use what I wrote as a template. You know, use the constitutional pieces or the parts where I talk about the court rules. I mean, make sure it applies to your situation. But if it does, just change out the parts of the sentences that are, are factually different and, you know, use everything you can in there. That's why I put it on there. Um, but don't wait too long. Do it the fastest you possibly can and then explain in your appeal, uh, in your request to the Court of Appeals, why you are outside of the time frame explain in fact my initial um uh one of my appeals where the circuit court judge said it was untimely she was full of shit it wasn't untimely but i still addressed that issue in um in the court of appeals brief and and i explained actually i think it was my motion for immediate consideration i explained why um it was you know if it was deemed untimely why was it late and i went through what things you know how many you know whatever I was doing, I was showing, I was explaining to the court the facts of how I was doing everything I could possibly do. I was not sitting on my butt. I didn't go on vacation. I didn't just sit around and pick my nose. I was working on it every day of the week. So just do your best to do it as quick as possible and to explain to the court exactly what you've been doing to try to keep this going. Um, and then that's, that's your best bet. So I wish you luck. Hopefully it's been at least somewhat helpful. Yes. Thank you so much for everything. And I will go on your thing tonight and I will look and thank you for giving me hope. <laughs> well, yes, I, I hope everybody in Allegan County gets to start having justice at some point soon, but um, anyway. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Okay, so um, sorry guys, that was, I was very involved in that and I wasn't able to multitask as I sometimes try to do and take in um, information that was coming in in the live chat. Um, oh. um, yeah, somebody is agreeing 100% that they are blatant in their crimes against the people that pay them. Um, if they don't respond, they are in acquiescence and get a default judgment. Uh, motion for reconsiderations are typically only allowed for new evidence and are limited in scope. To hold a hearing de novo is a due process violation. I'm not sure if I missed. Yeah, it must be some other um, conversation you guys were having. Oh, it's happening again. To whomever is calling in right now, I can hear that my phone is ringing. It is not giving me the option to answer, and I see no caller ID functioning. So I will have to wait until it is done, and I will call you back just as I called last caller back. And let me see what Lori has. 
something. She That was just a message she sent me when we were trying out the calling and it worked just fine. So give me just a second for that to pull up. Um, I'm sure it will. It just takes its sweet time. And I know that one of you uh, commented, uh, might have even been after the, I think it was during our last live where you're talking about the new Rumble streaming service. Um, I'm still trying to check into that. I just haven't had the time. Um, and, uh, and thank you for your appreciation. Um, I'm responding to the comment on YouTube here. Oh, I know who that is. It's not showing me the phone number. Dang it. Um, okay. Hold on a second. I have to, I know who this person is. Um, I... Okay. I will call this individual back. Uh, okay. Hello? Hello? Did you just try to call into the show? I did, Catherine. Thank you for calling back. I don't know what, what's going on with my technology, but I guess I try to do the workaround wherever I can. <laughs> so. On my end, it said that you had someone already on the line, and uh, it just gave me a polite little message that you should probably call back. <laughs> yeah, it was sending you to my voicemail, but that's because I didn't answer, but I didn't answer because it gave me no button to answer. <laughs> so. I... I see. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, you're calling from Northern Michigan, the area where I was born. Um, tell us what what are you calling about today? Okay. Um, well, stepping back to your last show, I wanted to call in because the two callers you had, one was a businessman, and the other was a sheriff candidate, and I'm a combination of them too. I'm a local businessman from Houghton County who's had local government turn against me and try to bankrupt my company. Um, in that whole issue, I've, at first I figured I'd run for township supervisor. I figured it was just a small town uh, boys club thing that was at the township level. So I ran for uh, township supervisor. Yeah, what, and that's what, when I first- what township? This would have been Franklin Township in Holton County. So I ran for that and that was my, uh, let's, you know, let's get the government back representing the people movement. And then when it came time to run for the second election because nothing had changed and uh, the township just uh, tried to get a little more darker and darker with their tactics. I stepped back and I realized, well, to be the sheriff of a county in Michigan, you don't, there's no special qualifications. And I figured that if I can represent the people right um, and get this county back to the people and away from the corrupt politicians, that I figured that if I could do this as a sheriff, I'd have more power than even if I was on the county board. Um, so. 
I wanted to call in and say, you know, I got the same background stories as the last two callers from last week, but then this show starts off. I jumped on about 15 minutes late and I just heard uh, the lady with the criminal appeal process. And I'm like, again, this is in my alley. Uh, I've ran through multiple attorneys and what they do is they try to drain you out so that you can't fight this anymore. And what happens is when you get to be a victim of this system, as you have been, Catherine, the, you got to fight back. And it's, it's terrible because it spreads, it spreads us so thin. And we sort of rely on you as a rock because you have the voice of reason, but you also have the education to back it up where we can pay these attorneys thousands and thousands of dollars and all they do is lie to us. And then the system is so broken that it doesn't matter if you're going after the judge or the attorney that the bar complaint or the judicial tenure uh, complaint process is so one-sided that very seldom do victims get a complaint process to go through and actually do something to curb this corruption. And listening to the last caller, it sort of, it makes me want to speak on, like, we almost need a peer group, a study group where we can, the people, because we're forced with one thing, and that's fighting these fights on our own. Um, and that's pro se, pro per, however you want to talk about it. And we can learn enough to go through the court system where we can get confident enough to stand up to these people. And then we learn enough where we can file a motion and not get it thrown out. And then these corrupt players, they start to realize a couple of things. One, that we're not going away. And two, every time we come back to them, we're a little bit smarter than we were the last time. And as many of the victims of this are, we hit a dead end with um, motivation because we clear so many hurdles and then we get to a process that's called the appeal process. And for a simple man like myself, um, it's just mind blowing. And we, there's no, your literature, like as you told the last caller to go check out katherinehenry.com and just search in their appeal by leave. Um, RestoreFreedomKH.com like for anybody that's watching. RestoreFreedomKH.com. I don't know where KatherineHenry.com might take you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. Thank you for correcting me there. But this process right here is once we can conquer this, this is something that will get us out of these corrupt county court systems. I mean, granted, there's got to be some corruption at the appeals level, but at least you got a better chance to get in some people outside of what's going on in your local area to actually look at this objectively. Um, so I just wanted to call in and like to pitch like the other callers out there, you know, we need to come together. We need to keep speaking about this because the more I speak about this as I campaign for sheriff in my county, the more stories I hear of similar people doing the same going through the same thing except for everyone thinks that this is how the law is that 
the law says you can screw someone, you can turn them into a victim, you can cause them damages six ways differently. And that is all fine and dandy if you're an elected politician or a bureaucrat or a friend of one of the above. So I just want to call in and give, you know, sort of try to help, but also a boost to all those out there. You're not alone fighting this. We're we're all fighting this and eventually we're going to clear this hurdle and we're going to be able to get beyond our own issues and help other people. And this movement will grow. We will take this country back for the people. We will make government responsible for their actions and we will hold them accountable. But right now, as we focus on the federal problems, we need to back off that a little bit and focus on the local problems. All these issues are at your own local level. You need to get involved. We need just common people to run for these positions because these positions are supposed to represent the common people. They're not supposed to represent the one to two percent class. So that's about all I have. Thank you for your programming. Um, as always, you know I'm there listening. Well, I appreciate hearing the Uper voice. Um, I've recently made some Canadian friends down here and some from Ohio and one from Minnesota. And I was like, oh, I get to hear the sound of home every now and then. Um, especially when other people talk about pop and not soda, you know, things like that make me uh, smile. So anyway, <laughs> um, thanks for calling in and for your support as always. Um, and, you know, yeah, I one thing that comes into mind when you talk about getting um, people to work together, I'm not sure that I, we had a Facebook group for a while and thousands of people in there, but it just kept getting dinged with Facebook, um, whatever, the Facebook police. And it, um, we had been told that they had shut it down, but it's like a shadow group. It's still somehow there. I don't understand it. It still says it has thousands of members, but I can't even see it and post to it. So I don't know what's going on with that. But um, also at the end of, in December, 2020, my friend Joe Moss, who's now leading uh, the way in fighting the corruption in West Michigan, uh, he helped on our website to create, um, actually it was kind of a whole new website, but it was wethepeople.restorefreedomkh.com. Um, and it was, the whole thing was meant to be like a Facebook replacement. And we had thousands of people on there that were connected, um, but then just it, nobody was there volunteering to help me run it. And like the technical side of things, not just, you know, on the Facebook side or like, like that kind of thing, but like technical glitches and writing code and doing whatever. And so um, I'd love to be able to offer that again through our website or, and technically I think it's still up. I, somehow, I think there's still something functioning on it. Um, we the people.restorefreedomkh.com. Uh, I think you're still able to create memberships and join groups and connect with other freedom fighters that way. But what I'd really love to do is and somebody else pointed on um, pointed out on Facebook that I'm doing this all for free. I am doing this all for free. And even those of you who are struggling, uh, single parents struggling, and, and you're being attacked by the system, even if you can donate five dollars here and five dollars there, 
it would mean a lot to me because um, we hardly had any donations in 2023. I mean, it was very little. Um, it was, I, I ended up coming uh, out of pocket something like $3,500 out of my own pocket to just cover the bare expenses of doing the live streaming and sending out the newsletter and, um, you know, things like that. And, um, and this is all that I do. I mean, I'm not taking on paid cases right now because I'm feeling called to help people just like you, just like the last caller. So if, if you know of other people, and this is to you as well as to other people that are just listening, but if any of you know of people that also enjoy, you know, having the assistance of somebody who's fighting on their side, um, ask them to share the word and, and have people, you know, sign up and subscribe to our YouTube channel or Facebook or, um, you know, subscribe to the updates on our, on our website, um, go to our donate page and donate in any way, whether it's a recurring donation or whether it's, you know, just a one-time donation. I mean, every little bit helps, but it's getting exhausting. Um, the fact that I have, you know, thousands of emails that I have yet to return and, uh, and I, I, I don't have the help. I'm, I'm very exhausted. Um, so anyway, I do want to keep doing this, but if there is a way that, you know, people can really come together and put some funding into this and it's not going to drain my ability to pay my property taxes this year, um, I would love to get to a point where we could bring in other people, bring in paralegals or other attorneys or whatever, bring in other people that I can really train start to finish and then we can start having enough hands on deck to then be able to answer more regular day-to-day -day questions when you have a motion you need to file or an appeal you need to file that it's people can come to us and really get some, some better help. I would love to do that. Um, eventually I'd love to have a whole law school where I'm teaching a whole, you know, set of attorneys going out into the country, how to be constitutionally minded, how to fight for freedom uh, but again, I can't do it on my budget. Um, I need people willing to share in the, in the work with me in that regard. But, um, anyway, thank you for calling in. Uh, and I do continue to wish you the best of luck in all the things that you're fighting for. And, um, I'm sure we will touch base soon as, as we usually do. So thank you. Thank you, Catherine. All right. Um, I'm almost remembering to um, touch in on the right buttons on the right screen. I think at the initial caller, I might have the wrong uh, thing showing for the first little bit there, but I think I'm remembering all the things. Um, and I haven't seen any specific questions for me so far. And actually, what I find very strange is that there's not a single comment that has come in in the last couple minutes and usually there's at least something going on so um sometimes the technology freezes the youtube um the youtube comments from coming in i do know that we have um some comments i don't even know how to say some of these usernames um but somebody on rumble was commenting that they 100 percent agree file everything that is pertinent again the key word is pertinent 
Um, filing only the best arguments, they're saying, only benefits the legal system itself, not the citizen. Beware of gatekeepers. Now, again, I want to emphasize two things. One, it, when you're, um, you want some sort of redress, you want to get some sort of remedy, or you want to appeal. Um, wow, there's a lot of comments that just came in. Oh, yep. Apparently, there are quite a few. Um, Quite a few comments that are not coming through, so Lori's trying to help me with that. Um, but anyway, I'm going to finish this thought about the person who commented on Rumble uh, on our Rumble live stream just now. Um, and this was in reference to the caller that called in about the ex parte order from a custody case that turned into a criminal matter and then turned into a felony conviction uh, because she was literally doing laundry with her kids at home. <laughs> That's yeah, that sounds like a felony to me. Um, it depends on how kids, how old the kids are that, uh, if they weren't doing the laundry, but no, anyway. Um, so in all seriousness though, when you are asking the court or any government agency or even the court of public opinion to weigh in on something, uh, and this holds true with an appeal as well, think of two things. Number one, is it a continuing wrong when somebody has violated your rights, when a judge, when, um, the sheriff's department, when the prosecuting attorney, when whatever it is, whoever it is in government is violating your rights, is it something that they're continuing to do or did they do it as a one-time thing? Okay. If it's a one-time thing, first of all, if it's a continuing thing that they're violating your rights over and over again, uh, or that particular right over and over again, then I think, yes, bring it forward. Because you have the right, you have that right, and they're continuing to deny it. So raise that issue um, and raise it in whatever, you know, mechanism you have. If it's filing an official complaint against a judge or prosecutor with whatever bar association or judicial tenure commission or whatever, then do that. If it's filing an appeal, do that. If it, whatever the case is, um, if it's bringing something to the media, sometimes that's your remedy. Uh, but at any rate, do what you can within the tools that you have and try to be productive and efficient with that. Um, but the other side is, even if it's not a recurring thing, if it's a one-time thing, for example, as far as I know, um, the, the way that the city came on our property, physically set foot on our property and took photos of things to then take out of context and then had no warrant, mind you, uh, or any kind of other government permission, and then uh, use those photographs as evidence against us in this case that we have with the city right now, where they brought the case against us, I immediately raised Fourth Amendment issues. Like, you had no right for an unreasonable search and seizure. You had no warrant. And statutes say that unless you're, you're a land surveyor or a, a mapper, like a GIS mapper, that you have no right to go onto private lands uh, without that warrant. Even in those other two cases, I'd say they can't just go on private land. But anyway, um, that's what the state statutes in Florida say. No matter what, there's no no reason why they should have been able to set foot on our property and and then take some sort of photos and then try to use them against us. And yet the court totally ignored what we were saying. And the, the, the city attorneys continued to totally ignore what we're saying and just said, oh, well, no, she didn't do that. Whereas they, this woman later testified, well, but 
we're trained that we have the right to go right up onto their front porch or their doors or do whatever and take pictures. Basically, she's saying anything but go inside of the home. They have the right to do that and take pictures to prove that there is um, a violation of a, of a city code. What? No, that's literally what the Fourth Amendment is stopping you from doing, aside from the due process elements of our Constitution. So at any rate, even though that was, um, in theory, a one-time thing, it was something that drastically changed the outcome of the case. Because without her having some sort of photographic evidence of what they claim was happening at the time, they would have had no proof that anything would be done. Right. You see what I'm saying? So depending on what it is, is it a recurring violation of your rights? And uh, if it's not, then you have to ask the question if it substantially. The second question is, did it substantially affect the outcome of the case? Because if it did not substantially affect the outcome of the case, if there was enough otherwise. Right. If there was enough going on and there enough other evidence or whatever the case may be. Um, whatever the issue was, if that really didn't matter to the outcome of the case, then don't bother wasting your time, effort, energy, and money on pursuing that claim because there's enough other claims out there, right? And so um, that's my suggestion to you. And and typically those kinds of cases don't really get anywhere because then you actually just start to have, depending on the situation, legal precedent that says, unless it substantially affected the outcome of the case, you're not going to get any kind of remedy. So, but it's just common sense. So anyway, I'm going to check out some of these. Um, what federal claims can be filed in state court? I believe USC 1983, what else can? That's Roger Sullivan, um, our caller that just called in from Houghton County, Michigan. Um, actually, generally speaking, it's a tough question. You should file federal claims in federal court. Now, um, I don't know if I have all the documents on the website yet. I might not have because I don't have I don't have help. <laughs> I don't have help. I'm the one that does all the technical stuff. I'm the one that does the whole website, the coding, putting documents up, you name it. Uh, and it's not my area of expertise, so I've been doing my best. But at any rate, if it's not up there yet, I hope to get to it soon. But I have a case, which is public record, and you guys should be able to, to view all the documents. Um, at least uh, you can go to the Ionia County uh, Courthouse, Circuit Courthouse in uh, Ionia County, Michigan, or the Western District of Michigan Federal District Court is where the case ended up being moved to by opposing counsel. But at any rate, um, I filed a case in state court, which included some references to the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution. Um, I did not actually file a 42 U.S.C. Section 1983 claim. Um, I may have referenced it, but the bulk of everything was all about how a city manager was violating my state uh, constitutionally and statutorily protected rights. And at any rate, I referenced those smaller things. So if they're ancillary, if they're if they're subsequent or smaller to, if they're you know um, not the main part of the case, you can file those federal kinds of claims in a state court case, but your main case has to be about state claims. Uh, and, and same thing I would say about, you know, federal court. Now, um, I didn't file it initially in federal court because my the main bulk of my case was all these state uh, statutes and state constitutional provisions. And so to me, if the main case is about state legal issues, the state court is going to be the one that really needs to handle it. 
So I'm surprised that the federal court really did take the case over, but they did and whatever. We ended up having the case there. So keep that in mind that you can have state claims in federal court or federal claims in state court, but the bulk of your case, what is the main thrust of your case? If it's a federal court type, if it's a federal law thing, it needs to be in federal court. And if it's state court, uh, state law, it needs to be in state court. Okay. So trying to, wow. Apparently there are quite a few comments that are not coming through. I apologize that the, um, let me go to a different screen. Um, I just have random text on there. Um, anyway, sorry that the chat is not moving. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but anyway, um, just looking at it, um, um, we have people that were saying, Hey, from Albuquerque, New Mexico and some other States. Um, Let's see. Do I have any videos? Somebody was asking about if I have any videos on property tax. Uh, I might very well have some videos on property taxes. It depends on exactly what you mean by that. Um, I do know that uh, a volunteer of ours from years ago when we were doing the constitutional amendment petition in Michigan, um, Robert Bose, his uncle, who I can't remember his name, but his uncle posed a question to me about, uh, I think it related to state constitutional issues for property taxes. And uh, I never had a chance to dive into it. It wasn't something I knew off the top of my head. So I do know that there's questions out there I haven't answered, but um, depends on what the question is. So I would go to my website, restorefreedomkh.com. That'd be the first place to look and type in whatever, type in property tax. Type, if that doesn't yield you the results you're looking for, type in tax. Um, you know, use it as a general search thing. Uh, hopefully soon we'll have enough of the background work done that we can use this plugin that's gonna pull over all hundreds of our old videos that we did in 2020 and 2021 and pull them all over to the website. So then that'll be the one complete warehouse for every video that we've ever done uh, regardless of whether it was on Rumble or YouTube or whatever. Um, the newer videos in the last couple of years are all on our website, but um, not uh, not the original ones, unfortunately. Um, okay, so what is your opinion on common law and counterclaims that open a common law court of record? I am not even sure what that question means. So um, that was a YouTube question from about... 13 minutes ago, um, counterclaims that open a common law court of record. You'd have to explain what your question really is there. But um, in general, my opinion on common law, I've done videos on that. Certainly I've done videos on that. So please go to the website. I've done them recently. Go and type in common law on the website. You'll see posts and you'll see videos. Common law, bad. <laughs> That's the that's the best way I can describe it as succinctly as possible. Common law is, is in general, it's bad. It's not law. Common, what common law literally is, is judge-made law that it, even in the United States now, in 2024, common law starts by pulling over all the old British cases all the stuff from, you know, England from back in the 1600s, 1700s, et cetera, 
It pulls over that body of cases, judge-made law, and, um, and then it combines it with what American judges have done since then. And then you just have judge-made and judge-made, old judge-made law and new judge-made law, and that together is literally common law. And guess what? In our country, judges are not allowed to make laws. In no state, in no part of the country, in, in the federal government, in local government, you can't have judges making laws. We have a separation of powers of, among anything else, but you also, we have a representative form of government and judges are not put into position, uh, whether they're elected or appointed, they're not put in that position to create laws. No, they're there to, to resolve disputes. That's literally their job. And to resolve disputes in light of what the Constitution allows. Um, it's legislatures and other legislative bodies, whether it's a city council or a county council or county commission, depending on what state you're in or what community you're in, what it's called, different things. Those are the individuals that make laws. Those are the only ones that make laws and they make far too many laws and they make terrible laws, but those are the only people allowed to make laws. Um, so common law is bad. And if you're just, you know, maybe new to my channel or hadn't really seen that, please watch the full videos where I, I go item by item. I, I don't ask you to take my word for it. I literally give you source documents to look at and quote different parts of the constitution and, and bring it all to life for you. So you can double check anything I'm saying. So check out those videos, um, for that. Uh, let's see. Bad John, you're late, but thanks for joining us anyway. Um, you said um, about 15 minutes ago now that it was buffering. So I don't know if that's why my YouTube comments have stopped streaming on the side here. Um, but uh, it, in fact, it's giving me, there we go. I'm just going to throw that. That's better than having frozen comments that don't move. Um, at any rate, uh, let's see, low audio volume. Okay, but somebody else says you're getting good audio and no buffering, so that's good. Um, let's see. Um, county or government retaliation is real. Absolutely it is. I could tell you myself, I've experienced it personally. I've experienced it in more than one state and certainly by local governments and state governments and uh, there's fairly recently in the last uh, several months been evidence uh, shown to me how I'm even on the FBI's radar and have been since 2020, uh, with the day that, you know, freedom fighters raided the Michigan State Capitol. But um, anyway, I have videos about that as well on YouTube and on our website. Um, okay. And somebody was asking for any update on Four Corner. Ah. Don't know what that is. I don't know if I missed the context. Um, okay, and let's see. Um, oh, somebody asked if I enjoyed the several dozen chocolate chip cookies that were sent to us last summer. Um, that month was a month that two of our loved ones died. And um, I ended up having to go up to Michigan several times throughout the summer. I was stuck in Michigan through most of the summer as a result of the various losses that we had and getting guardianship of a, a, um, a new child, a 15-year-old. 
Um, and so I don't remember. I remember getting the cookies, but I think that my son and my husband got to eat most of them because Emma and I were in Michigan, stuck in Michigan longer than the two of them were. So um, I, I don't remember which ones I actually even got to eat. I remember that there were some different kinds, I think, uh, but I don't remember which one was which. Um, okay. So court, there was court today for Four Corner and Press for Transparency. I guess I don't know who those people are. If I do, then I'm mixing up their behind the scenes identities with their screen names and I don't know what the situations are. So I don't have any updates. I'd be curious to hear about those cases. Um, certainly, um, we'd love to have them call in and talk about what's going on. Uh, it sounds like in their freedom fight. Um, but for today, what I wanna do is, um, let's see here. Um, what I want to do at this point is just thank you all for tuning in. Um, I, I scrolled through all the questions that Lori was able to pull over since my YouTube feed stopped and um, Rumble and Facebook played nice. Uh, hold on. Um, okay, so the question, the person people were asking about is, a Navajo First Amendment warrior that is in jail and appears today in court. Um, and then looks like uh, Lori is saying that somebody uh, named Tim on Rumble was quoting Romans 14, 11 12. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Uh, I'm not sure if I remember the context that that might have come in a few moments ago. And it looks like Lori's getting ready to copy and paste more comments that have been coming in. I apologize that the stream doesn't show all of them, but I will continue looking at the um, suggestions that have come in for other ways to do this. Again, I got to do it on something that's um, free or already part of something I have or pay for because uh, we don't have donations coming in. So um, at any rate, uh, let's see. And for the transparent press for transparency was arrested too. Um, okay. So um, yeah, there's a lot of us that are freedom fighters out there that are getting um, illegally and unconstitutionally arrested for fighting for freedom. Um, and it looks like Four Corner was sentenced to 90 days for being in a park. Well, hopefully there's an appeal coming that is going to be based on, if it sounds like it was maybe a trespass case, if it's a public park during public hours, you know, it's not like around here where they say the parks aren't open after dusk or something like that. Um, if it's something where it was open to the public during the time that it was open to the public that he was there, then I would hope they're filing an appeal based on well-settled um, cases that explain to these idiots, hey, the U.S. Supreme Court has already explained this issue to these idiots. You can't have someone be held criminally responsible for trespassing 
when they're in a place that's open to the general public, whether it's privately owned or publicly owned. Um, so, um, okay. All right, so it looks like all the questions and comments I've caught up with and hopefully been able to exchange or transfer some of those updates and things as you guys were hoping to find out. Um, but uh, keep up the good fight and definitely um, use our website. I mean, I, I just want to hammer on the website again. It's RestoreFreedomKH.com. RestoreFreedomKH.com. Quite frankly, if you do a Google search for Catherine Henry or Restore Freedom, the first 15 results should be either my YouTube, my Facebook, my website, my Twitter, whatever, 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 and they all should point back to the website. But easiest, if you go there directly, Restore Freedom, K as in Catherine, H as in Henry.com, because, well, quite frankly, RestoreFreedom.com was already taken. Uh, but check out the website. Go to the resources tab, especially that updates tab is where we post the get involved challenges on Wednesdays, the true or false questions and answers on Tuesdays. We post the freedom fighting tools on Fridays, uh, the restore freedom goodies, maybe on <laughs> Saturdays, uh, just ways for you to help us um, spread the word at, at our cost on products that we already bought. So it'd be very helpful to put some of those funds back in the account to keep paying for some of these things that we're doing. Um, but you can go to the donate page, donate $5 if you can, $5 here. And then if you don't have five more dollars for another month or two, okay. But if you can donate five more dollars, that would mean the world to me. Um, anything that you guys are able to do to help keep this freedom fight rolling, I would greatly appreciate it because as other people pointed out in the comments on YouTube today, I'm doing this all for free. No one's paying me to do this. No one has paid me to do any of this for my entire career, but, um, certainly not since 2020, all the work that I'm doing to do these videos, uh, to speak at events, it's for free. I just, uh, I'm hoping that enough of you will care about the work that I'm doing and see enough value in it to, to donate to the cause. So at any rate, um, hit that like button, hit that share button, the thumbs up, all whatever social media you're watching or following us on right now. Spread the word to friends and family about what we're doing. And, um, and like I said, check out the website, that resources tab, that updates tab. There's literally court documents right on there, hundreds, thousands of pages of actual court filings for you to see in civil cases and criminal cases, Florida cases, Michigan cases, where you can see U.S. Supreme Court cases, where you can see um, the actual way that documents are supposed to be drafted. Now, if it's documents I've posted from other attorneys, I'm not saying that's necessarily what you should copy. In fact, a lot of times I have posted stuff saying this is the worst document that you could possibly draft if this is the point you're trying to get across. But I have a lot of my own documents that I've drafted that I've worked very meticulously on, often, you know, spending days and days without much sleep just to get it just right, just perfect. Um, but at any rate, check those out. Copy and paste. If you have a case that you need to put together a brief or a motion or an affidavit or whatever the case may be, a complaint, use those documents I have on there. Grab the, the parts where I'm quoting the Constitution or quoting the state law if it's a state that applies to your case. And uh, if, it, if you're in a different state, you know what? The U.S. Constitution is still going to apply 
everywhere in the U.S. So at least you have that for you. But anyway, as always, thank you for joining us today. I hope I've been a resource to you and an encouragement in your own fight. And I'll look forward to seeing you guys in two weeks, the fourth Tuesday of the month. We will be live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. The second Tuesday of the month, which is today, is when we're doing the noon on uh, at Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. So the fourth Tuesday of the month is where we'll do the 7 p.m. time slot, which I'm really not a fan of doing. But I know that some of you are working and unable to call in and ask your questions, etc., unless it's after the typical workday. So... Uh, thank you for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you guys later. Our work to restore freedom would not be possible without support from people just like you. From the various software and hardware needed to the legal research materials, every dollar you can donate helps. Make sure to like and share this video too. And remember to follow and subscribe and click that notification button. Together, we can restore freedom.